millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along, Melchester Odyssey. I have in my left hand, if you're uh, creating a mental image, uh, the 12th of March 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. It promises eight great picture stories. It promises Alex McLeish and Glenn Hoddle in wow. colour. Wow, what a Two pair. players who would go on to become two of the finest managers <laughs> in subsequent decades. Um, Alex McLeish uh, was it always struck me as a really nice guy. Yeah, but he yeah, didn't. He things big, didn't he? quite work out for. Where did he manage? Um, he managed Aston Villa and Birmingham City. He managed Aston Villa and Birmingham City, which is Rare. not to be sniffed at. Yeah, yeah, and it's a bit of a bit of a liberty. It's what you call a George He's, Graham um, situation. Exactly that. His nickname as well was Big Eck. Yeah, and, and you know what? He was, I mean, this might be widely known, it probably is, but he was a, he was a film buff. His, was he? His greatest passion outside of football mm. was cinema. The cinema. Yes. <laughs> not films, not movies, the cinema. The silver screen is what he loved. And <laughs> yeah, he knew his stuff too. Of the silver screen. Yeah. Don't you know? I am a big. Very good, didn't know that. Big fan. Of the work of Ingmar Bergman. And also The Rock, an <laughs> up-and-coming new actor. <laughs> yeah, he knew he knows his stuff when it comes to movies. In fact, really, a radio station should have him doing a film slot. Instead of... Well, not instead of, but as well as Mark Kermode, who seems to be the only man in Britain... Yeah, Mark Kermode does them all. I mean, you know, he's very good and popular... But, you know, they need to be finding other movie buffs. And I would say that Big Big X Film Club is something that I can imagine us tuning into. He could do a thing where he just reviews porn films and it could be called Big X Triple X. Yeah, but he's he's quite quite highbrow. He's into quite... You know, sort of credible, like, arty movies. I'm not sure how much right. porn he's I into. I am not interested in are, porn. Are you in? I will I do one porn, in... only one porn film a week. I will do one foreign language art house movie. I will do one mainstream movie of my choosing, and I will do one pornographic movie <laughs> that I have acquired from the dark web. <laughs> 
And that is the structure of Big X Film Club. Take it or leave it, BBC be, Radio Scotland. There may be an overlap where the foreign language movie has erotica within it. Very often that but is that the case. that will not be regarded as my pornographic contribution my, for the week. My wife does not care for pornography. Not uh, aesthetically, <laughs> but mainly it is an ethical position that she takes because... She regards it as an abuse of the women involved. I respect that. <laughs> However, at our age, you do need to keep the sex life alive somehow. And therefore, I will rent art house European cinema. Put that on. And I call that porno by the back door. She doesn't realise she's watching porno, but she is. Sometimes it is more graphic than the actual porno porno. And she doesn't know and she likes it. She doesn't feel like anyone has been abused or exploited in the making of it. And it gets her, let's just say, in the mood. The French, the Spanish, the Scandinavians. The Italians. Although the Italians are quite circumspect, I think it's because they are a Catholic country. <laughs> if you want a banker, always go French or German. <laughs> As a 58-year-old man, I have to keep the tubes clear, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I tell her, I tell Mrs McLeish, you know that a build-up of unused spunk in the tubes of a 50-something male <laughs> heightens the risk of all sorts of different diseases, both it cancer can, uh, and also <laughs> heart disease. It can get backed up and uh, situate itself in the lower intestine. It can sometimes, in extreme circumstances, it can get backed all the way up to your arteries, the main arteries that lead into and out of your heart. That's right, a man's heart can be clogged up by his own spunk <laughs> if there is not a sufficient release that on a regular is basis. why so many sexually inactive middle-aged men are dying every year from heart disease, <laughs> stroke, and indeed heart attack. It is the big secret of the medical industry. <laughs> it's the killer they don't talk about. Because there is a Spunky. stigma about spunk heart <laughs> spunk in our heart. culture, in Western culture, not in China. In Eastern culture, it is discussed more widely. <laughs> spunky heart. Everybody's got a spunky heart. Everybody's got a spunky heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So Alex McLeish in colour. I'll show you if you want. After we've had all that. Oh, yeah. And by the way. Do you want to see yeah, it? Yeah, go on. <laughs> Great. We talked recently about this era in Scottish Premier League football being, yeah. you know, in a way it was it was easily as good kit. as the English First that Division. Kit was brilliant. Look at Look that, that fucking Aberdeen, badge. The pinstripe and the, the white pinstripes. The Aberdeen the badge was a brilliant. no fucking about badge. It looked yeah. like something from an Amstrad video game. Just yeah. a goal. The profile of a goal. With a a simple line and a ball in it. Goal! Ball, ball in goal. If, that's our badge because that's all we're about. Putting the ball <laughs> in the back of the fucking net. None of this fucking Latin motto 
None of these fucking eagles or swords or oldie time shields. A ball in a fucking goal. That's all End this club story. stands for. <laughs> Take that away from us and we're nothing. I wonder if Alex Ferguson designed that badge. Yeah, I'm like tearing up did. the badge. First move I made when I got in. Every club I go to, tear up the badge. Just draw something straightforward <sighs> that doesn't distract from what we're doing on the field of play. Ball, goal. Bang. Every week. So Bang, bang, bang. So, uh... Obviously, McLeish managed Birmingham and Villa. Mm. Bruce. Did Bruce manage Sunderland? He did, didn't he? Steve Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Sunderland and Newcastle. Yeah, Is he the years. only bloke yeah. to have done that? Bob Stoker. No, Bob Stoker didn't do it. Bob Stoker played for both clubs. To have managed both clubs, yeah, probably. Okay. Then you got George others. Graham and Terry Neal. Both did Spurs and Arsenal, is that right? They did, yeah. Uh, Rafa now, Benitez currently doing Everton, Everton and Liverpool. Liverpool. But what no one's done, as far as I know, is Manchester United and Liverpool. Some would say the biggest rivalry of all in English football. Some would say that. Yeah. Now, yeah. Brendan Rodgers, if reports are to be believed, is the preferred Could choice the man. Of, 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 uh, of the powers that be at Manchester United to take mm. over from... Uh, Oleg Gunasolskia which can surely only be a matter of time before they get rid of him I mean fuck's sake it's ridiculous yeah. so but what do you think of that mate first of all that's quite big isn't it will he go because Leicester's a really good job and it's not as pressurised yeah. as Manchester United and lastly mm. just interested to know your general thoughts on Brendan Rodgers who does divide opinion <laughs> this, this is a turn into a football podcast now I just think Brendan Rodgers fuck? is extreme this podcast Top Flight Time Machine came after the very famous uh, Liverpool documentary in which yes. Brendan Rodgers wrote down some players names on a piece of paper yeah. and kept them in an envelope yeah I don't know anything more about it because I never no, saw the, it it was was it not at the start of the season, he showed them three envelopes. And he says, I've got three players' names written in these envelopes, and these are the three players who I think will disappoint me this season. Why did he do that? And then he said, Make sure you're not one of these three players. Why did he? Why? What? I don't understand mad. what that's supposed to do to the players' minds. Well, it's it's left field, out of the box, blue sky thinking, isn't it? It's it's different management techniques. It's what we've got with Lee Johnson at Sunderland now. He's like someone described him the other week as a poundland Brendan Rodgers, right? Yeah. which is completely what he is. He's he's got all of the fucking chat, yeah. all of the management gobbledygook. But you know, we've lost four out of the last six in the league, so. It's really, unless, if, if you're a manager who's going to go down that route of being a bit fancy and strange, right? Mm -hmm. Fancy, strange mm -hmm. manager, then yeah. the stakes are high because unless you You've are be very successful very quickly, yeah. you are very easy to dislike. Whereas if yeah. you're more of a Harry Redknapp or even a Sam Allardyce, you're, you're straight talking, a bit more traditional, someone who, you know, fans can on some level relate to then that buys mm -hmm. you a little bit more time. But if you Certainly come in, does. and that's the thing about Brendan Rodgers, if he goes to Manchester United, first of all, it's going to be a huge ob obstacle, the fact that he once mm -hmm. managed Liverpool. And second of all, you know, if he goes into Manchester United with all his usual fucking claptrap, they're going to lose patience with him fucking quickly if they don't start winning. And, and, and if you're Manchester United manager, so you've got to start winning 
there's no fucking three month grace period, is there? You got to start winning all of your games in style straight away. Yeah, surely that Manchester United team can't be that hard to get a tune out of it, though. When you look at the personnel, you just got to make a few tweaks and you know instill a bit of confidence in the defence. Surely you can get them winning more games than they'll they'll draw. I reckon. Or lose. I, listen, I, I reckon I, I could fucking do it. I'd go in. Yeah. I'd hire a yeah. really, I'd hire a couple of really good coaches, like a really good defensive coach, just coach the defenders. Yeah, yeah. Julian Dix, Julian Dix, and a uh, couple of vibes guys, and bang, Bob's your uncle. And the other thing is, just pick the same team every week. Do you know what I mean? Just choose yeah. the fucking best team yeah, yeah. and just fucking pick Bottom it, out. and don't keep fucking mm-hmm. changing formation and changing personnel because you're never going to get anywhere that way. But, totally. yeah, poor old Ole will go. But if they do hire right. Brendan Rodgers, I think Brendan Rodgers is actually a good manager. But I think that, yeah, it'd be, he'd be odds on to implode at, at Manchester uh, United. Well, I've said before, I think the time's right for him to leave Leicester now because he needs to replace the talisman that is Jimmy Vardy in the next year or so. Surely Vardy can't go on forever. And it, it'll, either, it'll either sink or swim. I think they, did, they got a lad who West Ham are after in the summer from... Um, Salzburg I think Red Bull Salzburg and he looks like he's going to be good I've forgotten his name but he scored four in the Europa League three Mm. or four one of the two Uh, so maybe they found their long term successor I don't know but quite quite a player to replace I mean for me the two greatest players in Premier League history are Wayne Rooney and Jamie Vardy the two greatest men in Premier League history outside (laughs) of you know West Ham Okay, right, that's enough football, Sam. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Into the Roy of the Rovers, then. And um, at the beginning, it tells us what's been happening, and it says Roy had refused to drop veteran keeper Tubby Morton despite mounting pressure from Melchester Rovers fans and officials. Then, following an amazing offer from First Division Walford Rovers, uh, let's remind ourselves of the offer. It was three grand a week for Roy, yeah, five million transfer kitty. Yeah, and any kids was, listening, uh, in 1980, what's this, 1983? 1983. 1983, yeah. five, getting 5 that million transfer kitty is now like getting 200 million, I would say. Yeah. It is, isn't I think it? The, probably the record will have been at about one and a half, two million about then, I think. In 1983, I, I think the million. most expensive player would have been Trevor Francis. And that was what? Was that Birmingham City to Forest? No, that was, no, that was 78, 79, that. Yeah, no, but I think it, it lasted. I know, oh, maybe Brian Robson. Brian no, Robson. Brian Robson went for one and a half. One yeah. and a half. It would have been that. There might have been. There was one or two others, I think, that went. Man City had a bit of a spree. About they, they had a player who, who didn't really work it, out, didn't they? Who, who, yeah, like Daly was Daly. his name. Yeah, one point two, I think, something like but that. But I remember when and I was a kid, the record of Brian Robson stood for quite a while. Until right. like Gaza, I think Gaza and Cotty both moved in like the summer of '88 to Spurs yeah. and Everton, respectively, both for about two and a half million. And that yeah, was because the... Waddle was about the same as well, wasn't he? About the same time, yeah. Maybe Waddle Spurs three or might or have been like a that. season before Gaza, I think. Because there was no money in football in the '80s. It was in a it was in a slump, wasn't it? Yeah, there was no out of Europe inflation. Out of Europe, yeah. low attendances because everyone who did go just wanted to fucking fight constantly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, no t- like TV it was just fucking Brian Moore doing the big match here and there and even that there was a fucking strike midway through the decade as well yeah everyone that went was a Trevor Brinsden and we'll we'll get to that in a minute yeah. so yeah 5 million kitty is a lot fucking wild a lot it's like um, sit, it's like Newcastle it's like you could buy the 5 best or the 4 best players in the top division with that kitty if you wanted to couldn't you yeah Of course you could. Jalapeño. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jalapeño. So, yeah, amazing offer from Walford Rovers. Roy was besieged by a mob of fans led by notorious troublemaker Trevor Brinston. And there it is. Uh, it's just a little throwback to the previous week. Um a group of the hardcore Melchester Ultras, if you like, mm. with their banners that they've made themselves with their paint. <laughs> um, bring back the cat, one says, referring to Charlie Carter. Morton out, says another one. Um, and as I said last week, this comes on the back of a 4-1 home win, which Toby Morton didn't have much to do in. And uh, they're livid that Morton's still there. So Trevor Brinston's shouting, everyone knows Trevor, Tubby Morton is past it, race, except you. Why don't you resign? <laughs> really they're weird. Sick, they're shouting, Overreaction, race but... out, race out. Yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? Um, and there's a copper there that says, all right, let's move it. You've had your fun. Um, as the chanting fans dispersed, two coppers, one talks to the other. Oh, Paul Roy didn't take that demonstration too seriously. Other one says, no, not a chance. He knows only too well that most of the Rovers fans are still solidly behind him. Well, we'll see, won't we? Oh, this is a nice um, punk there. Yeah. Next to the copper. Really with a good Mohican, punk. A proper punk. Like, um, like a post-punk, almost. Yeah. When punks lingered into the 80s, most of them had Mohicans like that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But I, there was a couple of my brother's mates had fucking extravagant Mohicans. I was going to say, it, it's, it's dabbling in Psycho Billy as well, which we've discussed yeah, before. There was a, there, isn't it? As it transitioned from, from post-punk to Psycho Billy, my brother's mate 
came to school one day with my brother to pick me up from primary school. And this guy, Sham, his name was, he's dead now, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, he turned up and he was about six foot six, drain pipe, jeans, you know, bleached, all right. that stuff. And a fucking yeah. massive mohawk. And I remember li- genuinely had a mate called Tim, Tim Beeping Timmy, Tim Bruce, his name was, <laughs> and he and I didn't know that they were coming to pick me up. My mum would usually pick me up, and so she'd obviously had some sort of problem and sent my brother and his mate. And I remember Tim Bruce coming up to me and said, "Sam, your brother and his punky friend are here to pick you up." <laughs> punky friend, <laughs> his punky friend. <laughs> oh man, I've just I've just seen a tweet that's depressed us talking about Lee Johnson mm. at Sunderland and his big talk. Um, someone's there's, there's a Twitter account called um, SCFC Data Analytics, and um, I know we don't go in for it. Been analysing your data that too much. They have, and this is where we're at. This is a team that really mm. need to be getting out of League One this season. Seventh for shots, seventeenth for crosses, tenth for touches in the opposition box, ninth for goals, ninth for XG. Fuck XG. Eighth for ball possession, tenth for passes. Fifth for through passes, eighth for key passes, twenty-first for passes to the final third, twenty-first for progressive passes. That's really are. these are the basics, Johnson. Yeah, this is, you've got seventh no place smart, though. You can't hide from stats like that. Seventh for smart passes, whatever they are. Fourteenth for progressive runs, and eighth for get ready to be slightly aroused deep completions. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there we are. it's just not on, not mate. Not in the top six for anything apart from through passes. For KNL. All right, never mind. Back to uh, back to Melchester. Yeah, there's a punk there. There's a couple of coppers. And uh, meanwhile, Roy uh, heads home and he arrives home 20 minutes later. There's Penny in the window waving to him. Hello! He gets out of the car. Oh, thank God, an adult. Thank God! Civilised conversation. I hope he doesn't go straight to bed. Hello, I'm not drunk. <laughs> That's why I'm standing at the window. She if I was really drunk, drunk, I'd be she? in the kitchen drinking wine, which I'm not doing. You'll find no wine here. And if you smell my breath, I don't know if you want to, it will smell just of mints. There's a couple of frames lately. She's having a cup of tea. This is all I've been drinking all day, just tea. Perfectly adequate to quench my humble thirst. <laughs> <laughs> so he's thinking as he gets out of the car I wonder how many other people share Trevor Brinsden's opinion oh Brinsden's in his head now oh fuck, fuck. he's in there rent um, free and I wonder how Penny will react when I tell her about Rawson's offer oh we're going to have a domestic uh, episode here I think Harvey Rawson it says was the millionaire chairman of Walford Rovers yeah we know that soon uh, Penny comes in with the, the tray with the cups of tea on he's offered you £3,000 a week to take over at Walford <laughs> he says, uh, plus a new house, a car, and all the money I need to buy new players. What do you think, Penny? Uh, so she's sitting there with her cup of tea, looking at the telly. And she says, I think you're worth it, Roy. But you turned him down, of course. I mean, the Rovers are your life. I wouldn't even dream of moving to another club. <laughs> well, it's not really up that. to you, is it, Pen? With all yeah. due respect. <laughs> no offence. <laughs> you are, let's, uh, let's put it this way, the housewife. And the baby maker. <laughs> you will go where I fucking tell you to go. Let's be <laughs> frank about this. 
If not, what are you going to do? You burn your ass. You've got no means of making any money. You're, you're, you're completely unqualified. You're unemployable. That's not true, Roy. You know I did my city and guilds. I used to be the secretary of Belchester. That's how we met. That's how we met when you started to group me. <laughs> so uh, he's done the head spin surprise look on his face there. Uh, he says, what, but what about me? Doesn't anyone care what I think about Rawson's offer? Well, he thinks about the money. Well, look at him saying, doesn't anyone care? He's only run it past one person. He's doing that yeah. thing straight away. Fucking hell, the whole world's against me. Everyone. Every <laughs> single bastard's on my back about this. Well, Brinsden wants him to go. Mm, I suppose so. So, 1-1. One, one. Um, the following Monday, Roy arrived at Melchester Stadium, and there's the, uh, what do you call him, the commissioner? Yeah. On the door there. Wonderful. <laughs> got a commissioner with his, uh, his fucking nice big coat on and his, his peaked hat. Do you ever look at commissioners and wonder, what's your story, commissioner? Ex-military, isn't it? All of them. Yeah, I mean, if you're around London, you go past a fancy hotel, right? There'll be a commissioner mm-hmm. stood on the door in all this get-up, right? Overcoat, hat, nice gloves. Mm-hmm. But they often are like, they seem like men of real substance, yeah? Yeah. But you think you and I could become commissioners? No, I don't. You don't have the backbone for it? No, I would... My, my big problem would be I'd slouch too much. I'm a sloucher. Yeah. And they, they go, no, you have to stand fucking upright, Sam, you cunt. Plus, I just yeah. don't think we've got the gravitas that they're looking for at these fancy upmarket hotels. No, I don't think we have either. They don't need you going up to some, you know, there's some sort of princess who's come over from, <clears throat> I don't know, the princess of fucking Monaco. Bazran. And you're like, hey, do you need some help with your bags, like? Or can mm. you manage yourself? What? What? What is he saying? Who is this? Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh. Mm. They want... So what I'm saying is the guys have got a, a men of quality. Yeah? Yeah. But, but, Andy, what's the story? Because these are men of quality. From my experience with commissioners, they're always... I'm I'm just assuming ex-military, because they've got... They they don't wear uncomfortable uniforms. The job is, like, not that... I don't want to sound harsh, but it's not, like, that appealing, not to me, because you do stand outside all day in the cold, quite bored, and it's not like you can start looking at your phone, right? Or you Mm, can't even have a fag or go and get a cup of tea. Or, or a coffee. You just have to fucking stand there in the cold all day. <clears throat> that is maybe, not... Maybe ex-military who've been taken prisoner at some point and can do, you know, a hard ordeal, like, like being held hostage. It's kind of like that, isn't it? Having to stand around outside right, they, they and They might go, listen, cunts. to you, this looks like hell, but to me, it's freedom. It's a walk in the park, yeah, exactly. For me, I'm stood here and I'm not tied to a radiator... I'm not having someone, like, electrocute my testicles. I'm not being <laughs> shouted at and threatened at gunpoint. I can walk about if I really want to. Nothing, if I decide to walk off at any point and go get on a bus and go home or go up the arcades, I <clears> might <throat> lose my job, yes, but I will not lose my life. Yeah. What I'm saying is, do you think it that the commissioners get paid much? I think they'll get paid 
what you would describe as bigger money because I'm convinced they're ex-military and yeah. they're on a military pension and it's something that keeps them busy. Yeah. Keep, and they're keeps, like, and with any you know, luck, I might get to like the odd scrap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the on the cobbles. Men like that are regimented and they like routine and that kind of job fits into that, I think. And yeah. it gets them out of the house, keeps them occupied. And um, that's, that's an assumption I'm making based on fuck all no it makes sense it does make sense and they'd be like and if anyone okay. ever comes and gives any trouble I'll be very polite and say sorry sir you can't come into the establishment like that you are clearly yeah. drunk please yeah. please leave and then he goes no and he goes I'm I'm not going to ask you again sir and then after the third warning he feels justified in ushering the man just round the corner mm. a little bit out of view and just giving yeah. him a fucking shoeing down an alley in. yeah I did ask you politely, sir. I'm now going to have to beat you up quite severely using my military yeah. training. Yeah, good. Right, back to Melchester. So anyway, that, that's uh, Arthur, it seems, the commissioner. I don't think we've encountered him before. Uh, and he says, Morning, Roy. Still with us then, eh? Uh, Roy says, uh, At the moment, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't know that from me. Let's just say. Uh, changes are afoot. I haven't slept all weekend. Don't um, worry, Arthur. If uh, I go, I'm thinking of bringing you with me. Well, there's Arthur making an assumption again. He says, and always will be. Old Rawson must have been crazy to even hope that he could take you away from us. How does fucking face. Arthur know about that? <laughs> Look at Roy's face as he's saying that. Yeah, I'll fucking show you, you cunt. What do you fucking know? How do you even Holding know, you nosy cunt? If you're a fucking commissioner. <laughs> I'd get you in a fucking headlock if you weren't ex-military. Um, <laughs> I reckon I could still voice. have you because you're quite old, but it wouldn't be an easy kill because you know you've probably still I'll got leave. a few tricks up your sleeve. Maybe it's a little leaving gift to myself when I go. Arthur, I bet you wish you could be in the Falklands, don't you? Me too, me too. I would have fucking done anything for a chance to get out there and had a crack at them Archies last year. Get a mug it with old boys. I sent a note to Mrs T. I've got a direct line into her because I am a huge donor to the Conservative Party, as I am a strong believer in her free market vision for Britain. Um, so I, because I contribute so much, I am allowed to uh, sometimes communicate directly. I said, look, anything you need, I'll happily go out there. I'll leave Blackie in charge for a couple of weeks. Give me a fucking crack at them. But it didn't work out in the end. There were too many diary clashes. <laughs> By the time I managed to find a window, the war was over. <laughs> so he heads towards the uh, the dressing room. It says, other voices reached Roy as he neared the dressing rooms. And uh, Noel Baxter it is, he's saying, listen, Jimmy, if you're worried about Roy going to Walford, you can forget it. Roy began his career at Melchester, and that's where he'll finish it. Um, And... Paco Dea says, that is right. He just pine away if you go to another club, see? <laughs> he pine away. Shut up, Paco. Duncan <laughs> <laughs> Mackay says, you said it, Paco. Um, and along comes Sam Barlow. And he says, ah, oh, there you are, Roy. You'll be glad to hear that we cleared up the mystery of the walking stick. Uh-huh. He says, ooh. And then we get a little uh, reminder of what it was. Someone had planted a walking stick in Tubby Morton's locker during the Rovers' previous game against Walford. Um, wow. <laughs> he says, it was Charlie Carter's brother-in-law. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Apparently, he did it as a sort of protest because Tubby was keeping Charlie out of the team. Charlie's brother. I'll what never do something fuck? like that for my brother-in-law. Uh, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie it's me, Paul. What do you mean, Paulo? Susan's sister. Your fucking <laughs> brother-in-law. Listen, I'm not happy about this fucking fat bastard taking your place in the team. But don't worry. <laughs> yeah. You won't be linked to it. But I've got something up my sleeve that I think is going to really change Roy's thinking. Uh, yeah? I've got a, yeah. I've got a, I've got, I've managed to get hold of a walking stick. <laughs> now, if you can get me somehow access to the changing room, right, then I'll do the rest. No, actually, no. I've already said too much, haven't I, Charlie? Just, <laughs> just leave it to me. I'll sort it out. Don't worry. You'll be back in the team soon enough. Trust me. <laughs> and Sam Valo says, but now, now he realises that it was a stupid thing to do, eh, Charlie? Charlie Carter's Charlie Carter and his haircut while he's been injured. I think he has. It's a more sleek 1983 style. And Charlie Carter says, That's right, Roy. I I'd like to apologize on his behalf. He's writing um letter of apology to Toby too. Um so that's good. And uh, so Sam says, So let's forget all this nonsense about walking sticks and Harvey Rawson and get back to running the club. You're still in command, Roy, as always. Roy looks livid. Uh-huh. <laughs> Roy's probably thinking, What the fuck is this? Walking sticks, brothers in law, apologies, letters. This, this place is fucking, a fucking mess. It's insane. This, I used to run yeah. a type ship. And now it's just <laughs> fucking bedlam. There's fucking random relatives getting into the changing room, planting walking sticks. It's fucking ludicrous. Never mind forget Harvey Ross. And Harvey Ross is running a professional outfit down the road <laughs> yeah. and he's offered me a shitload of money. <laughs> what the fuck? So uh, Sam Barlow and Charlie Carter walk off together and Roy says, uh, Roy thinks, he didn't even ask me what I thought of Rawson's offer. Everyone seems to be taking it for granted that I turned him down without even thinking it over. He's feeling undervalued now, isn't he? Feeling like he's been taken advantage of, taken for granted. Moments later, uh, Roy walks into the big pink indoor training box that they have. And he says, Taffy, you better get the players together. I've got an important announcement to make. About the future of Melchester Rovers. Whoa. Fucking hell. Can't believe this. But then it says at the bottom, no one can afford to miss what Roy has to say next week. In other words, you're on a three-line whip to buy this fucking next week. get it bought. Um, And there it is. Mark's at a 10 for that one. I'm giving that a 10. Yeah, 10. Yeah, it's really hotting up fantastically. So that is it from that episode. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all we've got to say. We've had some pornography with Big Eck. We've had some actual football content and we've had some Melchester. I hope you've enjoyed it. Back next week with more. Thank you. Goodbye. And good luck. Good luck.